This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, everyone. It's Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, and I have a great question today. So this is a question I've kind of been back and forth for a few times. This question is from Joy, and Joy says, I've read a huge amount on the subject of alcohol addiction and have tried many times to give up. William Porter's Alcohol Explained is also based on neuroscience and research, and he, like you, talks a lot of sense. I gave up drinking for seven months last time with that bilk's help. My big question is, why do you think I'm not really getting it in the way you describe? The reprogramming of my deep unconscious conditioning. This really puzzles me, as I'm totally committed and even evangelical about all the science and the mind when I'm doing the programs, but up to date, I've always slipped back, and it's depressing. Please let me know what you think. I'd love to be free. On a second related topic, do you think it's possible for the brain to readjust so that pleasure, chemical response go back to the way they were, were before the drinking addiction? I'm worried that my capacity to feel real pleasure from other things besides alcohol might be permanently compromised. So I asked her and I said, I do think the brain can readjust, but sometimes it takes years. It was two years before I personally got off all the antidepressants was on and I started to feel really good. But I wanted to ask her a follow-up question. So I said, Joy, but in terms of why you're not getting it, um, I think you actually are getting it, but alcohol is so addictive that when you drift mindlessly back into drinking, even just once, you can very easily fall back into this trap. So I asked her, Joy, can you describe what happened when you started drinking after seven months? And here was Joy's response. She said, Annie, thanks for your answer. So the last time I gave up for seven months, the longest so far, I just started to feel like life was a bit flat. I did get to the stage you described with feeling genuinely happy, and I didn't feel like I was compromising in some way but I just wanted that feeling that comes along with alcohol. Before that, I'd had one month or two months or four month period off, all involving these early stages of euphoria along the lines of this time it's it, this time it's for real, but always the same thing at the end, this general feeling of is this all there is to, to not drinking, and then drifting back into it for no even good reason. Um, it always led back to drinking. That's why I'm thinking maybe I'm not getting it on some deep level, which disappoints me because I would truly love to be free. I would love to feel like alcohol is really small and irrelevant and in no way should my happiness depend on it. I want to feel like a true non-drinker. Do you think it's just a matter of time and that if given long enough, the brain will truly recover and a true non-drinker brain will emerge? As much as I think that any break in my drinking habit is helpful, I'd be so relieved to get to the point where I just knew for sure it was permanent. Thank you so much for taking the time to respond. So there's so much here. And hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in. First of all, um, Joy, I think this feeling that you describe, of you have a few for you, you're really excited about it, and then you're like, is this all this is? I think that happens to a lot of people. We sit there and we say, okay, is this it? Because guess what? It's life and life has ups and life has downs. And so I think that when we say, oh, is this it? You know, we just set ourselves up for, we had an expectation of something that was perfection, something that was perfect, something that was, I'm not going to drink. And then never again are things going to happen where some days I feel flat, some weeks I feel flat, some months I feel flat. And the truth is my emotions, they go up and down on a really regular basis. I mean, I have bouts of crying and, and upset. Even earlier this week, there was two days ago where I was just feeling like really just down and depressed. And the thing is, is I'm really conscious now of that. And I can say, oh, this is what's happening. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, there's no shred of belief inside of me that alcohol would help or cure that. 
And maybe it would make me numb. Maybe it would make me pass out. So I would forget about it, but I would wake up in the morning and it would be worse. And I know that on such a deep level that I don't think about alcohol in those times when I'm not feeling good. And I think one thing is to ha- we, we shouldn't have an expectation of life that it should be some way. And when we do, when we have this expectation of life that it should be all sunshine and roses or it should be easier than it is or it should be different than it is, expectations 100% of the time set us up for disappointment. And so that feeling of if you're seven months without drinking and you've come to a place where you actually feel really happy and you're really enjoying certain experiences, then when you get down about something, you know, digging into this feeling and kind of knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's not alcohol, it's just life. And there's just times in life that are just harder than other times in life. And so I think that will really help not drifting back. And I have something else to say on um, your belief. I think getting it on a really deep level, there's some things inside that you're still holding on to that you think alcohol will provide a benefit for. And some of times those things, we still believe them. Like I still fully believe that alcohol would, if I wanted to become totally numb to my surroundings, alcohol would do that. Like that's scientifically true. That's actually true. But I don't believe that the cost of doing that is worth it. Um, Another thing that you said is that you just want this time in your life where you know for sure that this is permanent. I would caution you really strongly against that as an end goal because we can't know for sure anything. Nobody can know for sure that anything is permanent. I mean, I don't say that I'm never going to have a drink again. I say that I drink as much as I want, whenever I want, but I don't actually want to drink. And I think that keeps me on my toes. That way, if and when a craving ever came into my brain or something said, oh man, like tonight, for instance, I'm going out tonight with um, four of my closest friends of all times and their spouses and for my friend's 40th birthday party. And everybody will be drinking. Well, well, one other girl in the group is sober, but three out of the four will be drinking. And um, and uh, if there was ever a time where it was going to cross my brain, oh, this is a fun celebration to have a drink, it would be tonight. Now, it hasn't yet, but now that I'm talking it through, let's say it has. Let's say I was like, okay, tonight, you know, that would be fun. I would really think about it consciously. I wouldn't just drift back into it. I would sit here and say, what what would that do? What would that look like? It would look like 20 to 30 minutes of euphoria because it's what alcohol does when our blood alcohol content is rising. It it gives us that little kick. But then it would look like two to three hours of dysphoria, the exact opposite, because when your blood alcohol starts to lower, you start to feel uneasy and anxious and tired. And unless I was reaching for that second drink to keep my blood alcohol rising, I wouldn't be having fun for two to three hours a night in exchange for 20 to 30 minutes of the night. And then if I did reach for that second drink, I know that by the time I had a second drink, all thoughts of a third drink, like it wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to make a really good decision because alcohol impairs the prefrontal cortex, the part of my brain that would be making a good decision about a third drink. And I would have a third and a fourth and a fifth, and I would probably completely overdo it and ruin the birthday party and be absolutely miserable. So I think that through really consciously, and I don't have to do it as much anymore now that I'm like about four years down the track, but in the first year or so, I had to consciously think it through multiple times and I never ever, and I think this is the most important thing, is you don't allow yourself to drift back into drinking. We drift back into drinking in moments of celebration 
or commiseration, right? Moments that were stressed out, moments that were uncomfortable. We just say, oh, but I just want to take the edge off. And we don't think it through. We don't allow ourselves to pause. But after, you know, one month, three months, six months, you have the addiction isn't there anymore. The alcohol isn't influencing you. And so you have the mental capacity to really allow yourself that pause. Or we drift back into it because it is somebody's 40th birthday party. And when does that happen? Or it's the cruise that we're always going to take. And what happens in both of those situations when you drift back into drinking is that you reconfirm the beliefs that you had around alcohol. Okay, so you're trying to undo these unconscious beliefs. Well, subconsciously, if you drift back into a drinking, like tonight is going to be really fun. I know it's going to be really fun. And if I was to have a drink tonight, my brain subconsciously would be like, wow, alcohol made this really fun. That would be very deep because our experiences always, always outweigh anything else when it comes to influencing our subconscious. Equally, if I was really stressed and I had a drink and it numbed my brain for a few minutes and I felt better, subconsciously I would be telling myself, oh my gosh, alcohol is really good for stress. In both those situations, I have undone all the unconscious reconditioning I've done through the knowledge because experience is stronger than knowledge. So the key is not to drift back into it. If at seven months you feel like, okay, I just need to know without a shadow of a doubt that drinking isn't what I think it is. It's starting to take up too much of my brain space. I just highly recommend not drifting back into it, but doing what I've detailed out in my book of literally mindfully getting drunk in front of a video camera, making sure to record yourself and don't do anything else that's going to be fun or reinforce those things. Don't do it in a time when you're stressed out, but do that video, record yourself getting drunk and then decide very consciously, very mindfully, is alcohol doing what it says on the package? And I know that I did that for myself. I know that not everybody does it. In fact, most people who read my work, most people who don't, don't do it. They say, I don't want to risk that because guess what? When we're not mindlessly drink, drifting back into drinking during those times of celebration or those times of stress, just a normal day, we're not going to. So it, it provides a huge stopgap to doing it because we don't want to do that. It doesn't actually sound like fun. And then you decouple the things, the stress relief, the celebration from the alcohol. But if you do do it, I know for me, it was so massive in my commitment because it was this thing where I saw how alcohol really made me feel completely apart from points of celebration or points of stress. And there was nothing in that bottle that I wanted. It was so definitive. It was so sure. I did not even have to watch the videos because I was so certain that there was nothing. All I did was feel woozy, dizzy, kind of like life was blurring around the edges and it was not something I wanted to feel. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would be a better human if I wasn't using it for stress relief. So Joy, I really hope this helps. I know it can be so hard to get it, but if you just make that one commitment to yourself, not a forever commitment, because those commitments, that, that idea that I'm never going to drink again, and um, you're not going to know you're successful till you're dead. And I know for me, if I make that kind of commitment, I'm going to almost instantaneously have a rebellious thought in my head. That's just how I am. So that doesn't work for me. What works for me is just really being mindful of it on a very regular basis. And I promise you, you will have to think about it less and less and less over time. But it's an amazing question. Thank you so much for asking it. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Are you ready for a deep dive and truly lasting change? 
If so, you might consider my intensive program. It's a nine-week self-led program that you can do in the complete comfort of your own home, and it will truly transform your relationship with alcohol. If you want to learn more about this, go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash intensive. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.